Maya Money and King Jer. And welcome to our second episode of the Sweet Tea. Are y'all excited? Uh, I know I am. I'm really happy to be here. I'm glad we've made it this far. I know this is it's <laughs> We're not getting into it. <laughs> and episode 2 is up and running, okay? Episode 1, you mean? You said episode 2 is up and running. Oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> and please show us some love let us know like how you feel about it i really hope you guys enjoy it like we just wanted to be real we were just trying yeah. to be real and fun and fresh let's hop in um so this is episode two and it kind of picks up on like the beef between the girls everybody um fighting from the BBB event. I want to say that I know that it follows up and like it finishes off at the BBB event. We mm-hmm. kind of said this in our first episode, though, like our final thoughts and things about it. Yeah. So I don't really have any more to say other than the big thing that I feel like my, was my takeaway at the end of that episode and the start of episode two was niggas will just be niggas and they're gonna nigga mm-hmm. and you're just gonna have to let them nigga it added (laughs) nothing to the moment um and yeah it really allowed for things to escalate in a way that it shouldn't have but it gave us more content to talk about so we can dive right into this exactly yeah i don't really have there's like two small things i guess that i had first that like because like they replayed some of the fighting episode um going into um episode two I noticed that everybody, I feel like for the first two seasons, the first two episodes of this season, were really dogging on Ty and kept on being like, Ty was what Ty was doing this, Ty was doing that. But when you play it back, when you run that back, during the confrontation with PJ, Ty was quiet. She wasn't saying anything. She only said something when Rob came funny and added himself into the conversation. And I was just like, I just think, I just wanted to say that. I completely agree. I completely agree. Yeah, and then my second thing, so, you know, after the recap, um, Cheryl added herself in. um, And she was saying how, yeah, everybody needs to hold Ty accountable, and that's how they, like, because of how she acted towards her man. And I just wanted to say, I just thought it was crazy to me because Cheryl wasn't even at the table when they were talking to PJ. Mm -hmm. Also, it had nothing to do with her. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like Ty, ever since, like, you know, they had their little beef in season one, she has tried to reach out. You know, she's continuously invited things, invited her to the girls' trip, even though she's not part of um, um, Creative House Party. So it was just kind of interesting to me because everybody was just dogging on Ty, like I said before. But it was like, who, we're not holding. We never hold, held Gerald accountable from what I've seen. In the first seasons mm-hmm. we didn't hold cheryl accountable in some incidences too um rob we'll get to him but <clears throat> we didn't really he didn't he wasn't really held accountable the way he should have and just point blank period a lot of people in the group have not been held accountable but it was just like why are you shitting on her like let's collect yourself and how about you collect your man for how he was acting to k10 that part and that's why I'm going to say on that. No, I, I yet again, agree with everything you said, just because 
don't know. I understand writing for your man, but it's just so interesting the the calling out that had been happening. But it seemed like not for the right people, as you know, as you just said. Um, and so I had hoped to see a little more um, pressure, I guess, from Cheryl to tell Ger- Gerald, like, hey, like, y'all used to be friends or whatever. Like, y'all should, like, make it right or you should do. But I don't know. It didn't give that she cared much. <laughs> it didn't give, like, it, I just feel like her and Gerald are really detached. It seems like really detaching themselves. I don't know, purposefully. Yeah. Like, adding on to that, like, yeah, definitely, you know, going back to season one, like, the choice of words she used for Gerald in the heat of the moment, yeah, that wasn't right. But it's just, like, you still need to hold him accountable because what he did with the pod whole podcast situation, that was still messed up. And something that I'm noticing from season one and it's continuing into season two. And I feel like when we go more into when Amanda and Rob have the confrontation, we'll mm-hmm. talk about it. I'll talk about it more. But I just think there's a fine line between writing for your man and also calling him out. And I noticed a lot of times, a lot of, it seems like a lot mm-hmm. of the girls, it's like, team ride for my man but i'm not gonna hold i'm also not holding him accountable like even if he is disrespecting my friends or or disrespecting people that he has a close relationship with or crossing the boundary and somehow and i i don't know i think that's interesting i don't see ty do that so often because i feel like she Mm -hmm. did call out jalen um and saying like, yeah, I know I did some stuff wrong, but so did you. But I feel like a lot of the time, it's just like, my man, my man. But it's like, yeah, my man, my man. He left you for dead. No. <laughs> Girl, your man left you for dead. <laughs> my man, my man. No, it's like, <laughs> and if you don't get that reference, you don't get that reference. But <laughs> it's like mood. I get it. But let's have some decorum, you know? And speaking of decorum, I think it's a good way to segue into our next kind of scene which was uh or at least for me how i in my notes Mm -hmm. pj visiting his mom and his sister right yeah and his sister yeah it was a wholesome moment i think i like don't want to tap in and cause beef but i do think the sister i think the sister being protective was cute but i think pj's mom was really onto something exactly and i just i love the fact that his mom was real with him about the situation was becky and was like yeah, you should really hear her out. But yeah, no, I just really admired about that about his mom that she kept it real with him because like the sister was like, oh, you got too much going for yourself. But it, it's not about that. It wasn't about that. It was about PJ having the time to really think, mm-hmm. damn, I really fucked up. Like I shouldn't have treated her that way because of how the relationship was going. Yeah, because, and it was so funny when the mom called up uh, the sister because she was like, you just don't get it. You're married. <laughs> yeah, she was like, girl, you're married. Quiet. It was so funny. <laughs> yeah, she ate her up with that one. And rightfully so. It's just like, it's just like, like you were saying, like, in different situations, as PJ's mom was saying, like, you really got to hear someone out. And she was spitting a lot of facts and knowledge that I think nobody was in PJ's circle. Like, just nobody. Everybody was being pretty toxic. Even exactly. when, like, just to throw it back to the competition moment, like, what it originally was about was Becky's anger over PJ and they were going back and forth and PJ being like, no, no, I'm not going to apologize to you. I'm not apologizing mm-hmm. anymore. Like, I'm not doing that. And sometimes I get it, but it's like, like we've been seeing, like, and Becky said, like, 
there was never a moment or a real conversation between the two of them for Becky to get off like what she was one going through, how she was feeling about the situation. And yeah, just to think that she needed to be said. So mm-hmm. it was great that um she said that the mom said that. But I don't remember I maybe we'll see it in future episodes, but I don't remember that we've seen that moment yet on the show. Cause they didn't talk about it. Yeah. I'm hoping that like we see them kind of have a kumbaya or like some type of discussion because also mm-hmm. I feel like everybody else was getting involved and it's like this just needs to be on one-on-one thing. No, absolutely. And also it was crazy because it's like the other girls, I feel like they've all been through that before and they're acting like Becky's right. being so like not. outlandish. She's literally not. No, because I've been the same way. I mean, like girl, me too. You see I me. Think it's like, like, <laughs> and it, it's on a different scale. Yeah, because, like, like it's not even just feedback from your friends. Like you're getting feedback yeah. from the world being like you're a bird or like you're a right. bitch or something like that. Like we don't know that that's what they were saying. <laughs> Let me put that out there. But also it's just like nobody wants to receive like hate and if it's constantly, constantly, constantly coming down on you like that, then, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it could affect people differently. Like, not to say that it doesn't get to everyone, but she's a sensitive girl that happens to people. Also, just different relationships affect people differently. And as we saw in season one, PJ did have Becky fucked up. So it's, like, it gives her a reason to be like, yeah, yeah I'm still mad at you in season two. And as we even said in the last episode, it seemed like these seasons couldn't have been more than, like, that many months apart because for it to still be that fresh in a way like mm-hmm. it's like let's talk about it but then the next scene is becky's house mm-hmm. and this <laughs> just to keep it real <laughs> next scene um yeah this was interesting because it was it was brie coming over to confront her about the night before and i understand Beck, I understand one breeze where, where she was coming from being like, you're my best friend above all. Like, if there was anyone I kind of had, you know, the expectation of things to not get out of hand with, it was you. But at the same time, let's not pretend like Brie wasn't mm-hmm. there next to Becky yelling. So. Exactly. And she was at the table. And also when she told Becky, she's like, sometimes I just want you to keep it together. I was like, okay. No, see, I get it because once again, it's her event. Right. You know, you want to maintain this professionalism. But at the same time, let's bring it back to season one when mm-hmm. Jordan had Brie mm-hmm. fucked up. Very much so. And it was right after the big trick. I think if you're, correct me if I'm wrong, um, <laughs> but I'm probably not. Um, It was right after the Palm Springs trip when he was like, first he was acting canoodly and then he was like, we just need to take a break. And she got pissed mm-hmm. because, you know, as you should, I would too. I remember at the legacy table event that mm-hmm. Ty was holding, she tried to confront him about it. So to me, I was like, while I understand why you're upset at Becky, I also feel like at the same time, you should have a little bit of sympathy because maybe I don't know what the timeline is. Maybe less than a year ago, you were in the same situation over a same man who is coincidentally yeah. enough friends with PJ. You know what I mean? So it was like, girl, don't act like you yeah, weren't doing this before. I, like, I think that's real as fuck. That's just really real. It's just like, because that's just really calling the, what do they call it? The the pot calling the kettle black or some shit like that. Yeah. And then after that, exactly, exactly. And I, I feel like she just, I feel like throughout this whole situation, honestly, I feel like she doesn't always have a lot of understanding or sympathy for Becky and Becky's situation. Is Becky a Virgo? She's a Cancer. 
I um what? Yes. Oh yeah, she did say that. And honestly, that does make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Cancers are very emotional. emotional. They either try to hide it or they, they try to hide it or like they're very open. I was about to say about it's it, either but... hidden or it's all on the table, no in between. Yeah. But then um We digress. We digress just a little. <laughs> but yeah, then you know, fast forward in that same scene to when Amanda pops in. And my interesting thing here was, you know, obviously they're going to talk about what happened at the Butterfly Brie event, but the interesting thing to me was Brie's role as instigator in this moment. And the mm-hmm. reason I thought yeah. so is because Brie asking her, quote, well, what would you have done if you turned to Jalen and called him a weak ass nigga? And it was like, and Amanda was like, wait, I don't even remember her saying that, like, huh? And then when she even was like, Oh, as a partner in a relationship, when someone says something to your man, they're also saying that to you. And I just think that, like, she could have been more careful with saying that because that's a lot to put on some yeah. someone with something so fresh. And it could stir the pot exactly. in the completely wrong way and make Amanda more angry than she needs to be at Ty because that's her best friend and her man. Like, I think it's different right. if that wasn't, like, her man who was literally she was about to move in with and her long-life best friend say that. But, like... Like, if it was someone completely on the outside, then it's like, yeah, you're not only insulting my man, but you're also insulting me. And no way was anything directed towards Amanda. And we know that. And, like, I think that was just re-instigating. And Bree's not in the same situation as either of them. Like, not to come for her. And I'm not. But, like, my friend Toomey sometimes says, like, single bitches can't give advice to business in a relationship. Especially if you haven't been in a long one. And, no, I'm so serious. That's what he says. And... Because I used to ask him for advice, and he would be like, I love you, I really do, but I haven't had a boyfriend, and so I can't tell you much about the situation. I can tell you what I think, but I haven't been in a relationship to understand. Mm -hmm. And that's T. And I think only Jalen and Amanda and Cheryl are, and... Gerald. Cheryl and Gerald. Yeah, they're the only ones in, like, long, long, long long-term relationships compared to the rest Mm -hmm. of the group. So it's like... Yeah. It's like, I don't think Brie really should have threw in her, her, her 25, because it's not even two cents, her 25 cents, like like that. Not 25. <laughs> Let's open the table. Let's say um, I got in a fight with your man. You had a man, and I got in a fight with him, mm-hmm. right? And I said, oh, you're a weak-ass nigga. What, what, how would you feel about that? At the end of the day, you're my best friend, and... I would have been like, ooh. I mean, I guess I, I, I think so. It also depends on what, what's happening. It does. It does. Because I would have still felt, I would have felt some type of way, I think, of if you call my man a weak ass nigga. Absolutely. I think I'd still feel this type of way. Yeah. But in the context, if my man came over yeah. and, like, came at you first on something or something, then I'm over here, like, fair game. Because if yeah. he came for you and then that's just your response to him, then it's like, yeah, there's yeah. obviously a conversation that needs to be had to mediate and like to mitigate the situation but other than that i would have stayed out of it just because i'm like well and it's not like i'm calling you no. that because and you know, be. i don't think i don't i don't think that like sometimes your friends boyfriends your friends mans have to be disrespected respectfully because there's sometimes when like my friends will like you know they'll be like oh like this happened with my man i'll be like you know i'm gonna be real mm-hmm. with you I don't like him right mm-hmm. now. I'm not a fan mm-hmm. right now. And just like as they would do that to you me. That to me. <laughs> when, you know, yeah. Yeah. And vice versa. You said it, to, you know, we, we kept it real. We kept it real. And I feel like that's not 
that's not an attack on me and that's not an attack on you or your person or your your personality or your actions because it i feel like yeah by Bree mm-hmm. saying that it also just goes into the whole thing about like you know toxic masculinity and being like she shouldn't have said that to a man and that really is emasculating him no it's not like yeah she probably There's shouldn't not. have it's said really that because they're exactly all it's like yeah m- maybe those weren't the right words but it's not the worst thing in the world that she could say it's really not Mm-mm. Mm-mm. she didn't call him dumb she didn't say she was just like oh that's weak like you a weak ass nigga for that she because he said anti tie like, too like he came at her and we weren't they he weren't talking so about that like much. it's always you're gonna write are you gonna write for your man are you gonna write for your man but he disrespected your best friend so it's like collectively like why are we just talking about rob's feelings and rob's masculinity like you said like they said he's a grown man he'll be okay at the end of the day he's gonna be okay mm-hmm. and like we it's just like we were talking about withholding people right accountable i just think it was interesting that like which we will dive into more at the end of this episode because of rob and amanda's you know confrontation and their talk post situation um but it is just really interesting when you put it into the context of rob came over thailand said what she said but then like rob's thing was like oh if anybody says anything against ty it's anti-ty it's anti-ty all of a sudden and it's like there was no good communication nobody talked about that comment that he made ever nobody was talking about like that's not the case or like we do and what's ironic is like even in this moment, like, this entire episode is basically everybody being, like, the moment was right. Ty's fault, and she needs to be held accountable, so that's why it's so interesting that Rob keeps being, like, nobody's holding her accountable, the girls need to hold each other accountable, because that's all yeah. the girls are talking about. And, like, about. the men don't. That's actually all the girls are talking about. They're, they don't, the men don't hold each other accountable. The girls, when something's fucked up, they go exactly. to each other, they talk about it, they, like, let's do this, or blah, blah, blah. They the boys don't which do is why anything. it's like stay out of black women's business maybe just a little yeah yeah so <laughs> and with that being said i just want to bring it to our Slay. next scene which would be ty and Jalen's mm-hmm. um meetup and all i could think when i saw their little meetup is i stand healthy communication i really do Except at the end when Jalen tried to throw exactly. the back at Ty for what happened. And he was like, you're going to have to get like, a new nigga. And I was situation. like, you thought you ate that there? He really did. He And you can tell he did. He was like, because he, I understand calling yeah. her out. She didn't need to be called out in that moment because she, she did a similar thing of retreating other than accepting accountability. Yeah. That is true. But I think that when he kept being like, I would have never been in that situation if you would have controlled yourself. Ty had every moment to be like, hold on, let's not talk about control and let's not t- talk about controlling ourselves because at the end of the day, like she said, he had a choice whether or not exactly. to swing. You had a choice and you didn't, one, you couldn't shut up because like we said last episode, everybody was drunk. Two, <laughs> two, it's like, I didn't tell you to do anything. I didn't tell you to like, come over i didn't tell you to swing on him it's just like yeah i understand and we were you know in the last episode we were saying like we think it's beautiful that he was writing for her and the whole shoot exactly questions later and that absolutely makes sense because Mm. you're writing for your woman but at the same time i think the accountability should have been from his and being like yeah 
I was drunken in that moment. Like I blacked out and I wasn't saying like nothing in that moment was making sense for my end. I yeah. didn't have to do that. But him constantly being like, just, just, just remember, like if you would have controlled yourself, like, I would have never been there. He didn't have to there. hit PJ. Like, actually, like there was no reason to get into a fight. He didn't. And in reality, it had exactly. nothing to do with Ty. I think if we, if Rob would have never came over there and escalated situations the way he did, then Jalen wouldn't have even been on 10. Like, I understand Ty was on 10, but Ty was on 10 because of Rob. When she turned back around. Yeah. And PJ was like, let her talk. And then, and then it was just like, who wants to be more of a man? Because then Jalen wanted to go, let her talk. Like, and we talked about this. (laughs) We talked about this in the first episode, but it's like, it's not that serious. Like y'all are yelling about who should let her talk. There's no reason to get a fight. When in reality, neither one of y'all were letting her talk. Like that was so funny. Neither one of them were actually allowing her to talk and allowing it to happen and allowing the conversation to happen. If anything, the girls, even though they want to think that they, the boys want to think that they did it, the girls had control over the situation. The boys messed up the situation, made it rowdy, and that's why things got exactly the way they did. And but nobody, nobody, nobody was talking about that. Nobody has been talking about that for the past three episodes at that. And that's why we're here. Mm-hmm. And I, I think as I tried to, as I tried to like really dissect that moment between PJ and Jalen, I understand wanting like for Jalen to want like Ty to take more accountability, but like, I think that he was in the, he was in the wrong for going up yeah. on PJ like that. I would have understood more if he went exactly. up to Exactly. Like and I don't know like, why didn't he apologize to PJ because there was no reason to get physical like at all. No, there wasn't. He didn't. He didn't do anything. And the only reason even PJ was like, "I'll slap the shit out of you," is because Jay first yeah. said, "I will slap the shit out of you." Like he was just rebuttaling like what he was gonna say. Like as of course I'm gonna stand up for myself. Like, I'm not gonna let you bitch me out. But like I had to stand up for myself in that moment. But I just really tried to be like, what really like, ju- like triggered Jalen in his mind. And I think it was that first time where like PJ was like, "Shh, just let only Ty is speaking right now." And then, like, I think that was like a, like, you know, yeah. jump at somebody. I think that was like, J- like Jalen's way of feeling like PJ was jumping at him, of, and maybe that was that. But other than that, honestly, yeah. And also, <laughs> I feel like it also has to do with the thing of like, t- going back to like masculinity. Of I think in Jalen's mind, it was like, why are you telling me to be quiet when my girl is talking, when I'm trying to tell you to be quiet while my girl is talking. And it it kind of brings up a thing of like, kind of like ownership. Like that's my girl. Why are you telling everybody to listen to her? I'm the man. I should be telling everybody to listen to her. But it's like, that's something that you got to work on yourself. Like that's, that's inner work. That's inner work. Like it wasn't that deep. Yeah. Cause BJ wasn't trying to show him out. Exactly. Possessive. That is the, Mm -hmm. that's the correct way. I believe. Yeah. And so our next scene brings us to Cheryl and Miami um, when they were going. Yeah, getting fabric for Cheryl's fashion line. Right, which I'm excited to see. I want to see what it gives. I need to know. Uh, But also, I just want to mention this, which was the episode title of season three, or episode three, which is so funny. But Thailand and the Termites, clever name. Clever name, ridiculous right. shit. I was like, like it just but rolled at least off she the was real. <laughs> what was funny, at least she later on told Ty she said it. So she was real about it. <laughs> she had to. 
She was so real about that. I lived. I lived for that. But it was like, I I want to know your thoughts about like this moment about Cheryl talking about um, her past with Kaylin. Because even Miami said at the end, it's really crazy that they used to date. Mm-hmm. And even said, like, where is this anger and ego coming from, from Jalen's, uh, yeah. not Jalen, from Gerald? Like, and she was like, so interesting. That's the whole quote. And so I just want to know, like, your thoughts on watching that moment kind of being like. I feel like we kind of talked about this a little bit, like, in our first episode about how we definitely feel like that's one of the reasons why Gerald is pissed with K-10. In addition to, I feel like maybe the other beef could be maybe how he was acting at the birthday party, a Ty's birthday party from season one. But I definitely do think that Gerald and K-10 going, even though it was a long time ago, I think I think it definitely played a role into him beefing with him. Also, what sent me is that they had the pictures. <laughs> that they had the pictures in the show. Yes. <laughs> but. No, it's so funny. Like, whoever did that deep dive, thank, thank you. you for your thank service. You, thank you, thank you, because. <laughs> wow, that was But hilarious. no, I think he's definitely mad because I feel like one thing we've noticed is that the men, a lot of the men in the group, they like to be possessive in different ways. And he yeah. might not openly admit it, but yeah. I'm sure that could have egged him on because. Like, you know, like we've also seen, like, the men like to go head to head for no reason at all times. No reason just to prove right. man. Right. Like, so I. Very <laughs> right. And it's, it's just like, for what? <laughs> so I really wouldn't be surprised if low key, deep, deep down, he's pissed about it. And that could, you know, that could be a reason why. And you know how yeah. Cheryl was kind of quiet and then Miami was like, interesting. Because they've also been friends since high school. So they've all low-key mm. known each other since high, to- high school. K-10, Miami, Ty, Gerald. So maybe they know something that we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the team. That's what I'm thinking. Because that's why I quoted Miami at the end. Because she even said, where is the anger and the ego coming from? So and then they cut it off. Interesting. And she just smiled. They and they cut they it off. Doing. They cut it off. And I was The girls like, know something that on. we don't. They definitely do. They definitely do. Like, they definitely have to. Because I'm like, mm, mm, it's giving something. And Kate said it's fine. Yeah. Nobody can tell me nothing. <laughs> Nobody can tell me anything. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, and then (laughs) next, and I'm excited to talk about this because this is also some like new content. (laughs) Yes, I'm excited to talk about this because this is like some new content because like a lot of the this episode was just like them talking about the fight. But so the next part is Brianna and Marcus's date, their workout date. Now, this is my first thought when I saw this. Why the hell would I go on a date with you for me to work out? And and sweat my like, sweat my edges out, sweat myself out. Like the most I'll do is a hike, and a hike at that is even pushing it. A hike at that is pushing it. Like I don't know. I think this is kind of like <laughs> weird. Like it's like oh, do you, I would never ask a man, hey, you want to go to Soul Cycle for a first date? Like that's giving like a workout would be like okay, we've been dating exactly. And I like, that's what that gives. Like, workout gives a hangout. And he really tried to, even at the butter by breathe, and be also, you know, anybody. He said the same thing at the butter by breathe event that he did at the date and being like, you know, 
anybody could take you out for dinner or a movie. That's so normal. I want to do something that wasn't normal. You know, I wanted to, I want to work out with you. I see your Which body. Which is so weird to say. Like, it was like, so what are you weird. trying to say? And also it's just like, it's giving, well, I, I know obviously he's not broke, but it's also like, you want it to be cost efficient, huh? Because the snacks he brought, the little kind bar. <laughs> like, and then he thought he was eating. Not my son. Are you broke? <laughs> Obviously, I know he isn't, but like it was kind of giving that because it was just like, <laughs> and no, then he thought he ate. He thought it he does. ate because then he brought a little pic- picnic blanket and was like, "No, well, how about we just sit and you get to know me and I get to know you?" So you couldn't have done this at a cafe. I was like, or we could have had exactly. a picnic date. Like that would have been fine. We could and just go on a picnic. It even looked like there was hitting, and also it was like, where was the juice? Where was the Gatorade juice? Where was any water? We were just working out, like. <laughs> and he only no, had her work out so, so he could see her form, which actually, I was like, "You're so weird for that." Yes, it that made me uncomfortable. I was cringy most of the time at that. It it did because he kept being like, and I'm glad Bree stood up for yeah. herself a lot during this because, like, it was giving like the whole like I want to see how well you listen, I want to see how well you take direction, and even while she was just doing literal jump squats. He was like, oh, I like that. I like your form. It was like, okay, if you just wanted to have sex with me, mm-hmm. you should have been real. If you want to have a date, you should have been real. This is now giving weird nigga because it's like, why are you telling me this while I'm working out? And I'm glad Bree was like, you don't need to do that after everyone. And also, you don't need to do the whole, like, I want to see how well you take direction or how well I listen. Like, that shit's weird. And I'm not going to listen like that. Yeah. Help Bree on that. Because I'm hard-headed, too. I'm not going to exactly. listen like Especially to if you're talking. Like I just met you. Just, it honestly was just yeah. the way he was saying it. He just, She just met him. And it was literally, like, the way he kept saying it. It was just really And odd. then also, when, but when she, when, when she was like, I want to see if he's coachable. I was like, girl, that's the first mistake because you're not Bob the Builder. I would have gone, I wouldn't even have gone on the date with him. Or, you know what? I probably would have gone on the date. But then after he started doing all that, I would be like, it's time for me to wrap it up because, like, yeah, I I probably, like, I'm tripping. Like, (laughs) I would probably have gone on the date. I would have made it up. He's he's a smooth talker. But I would have. He's a smooth talker, and I would have thought his corniness was actually kind of cute and funny. I would have been like, "Damn, game sucks, huh?" But it would have exactly. me up. <laughs> it's happened to me before. It got me, but I think, I think if the if it was me in this situation, I honestly would have been like, "All right, I'm gonna be real with you. This ain't working out." But like, I think you're fine, and I'm feeling you. We can go back hey, to your you. place. <laughs> like, I just. I would have kept it a buck. I would have been like, we can definitely go back to your place. I because I, I wouldn't want anything serious with him. I would want to see what the bedroom was giving though yes yes <laughs> i'm screaming i'm screaming then in the last part of this episode that we're going to be talking about um rob and amanda they meet up and they have their little conversation about what happened at the event now something that i picked up on i feel like throughout the conversation rob was trying to make amanda choose between him and ty yeah i agree and that's not fair to her as we were saying earlier this episode like you can't expect her to want to choose between you who she obviously is trying to build a future with and her lifelong best friend that's like that's family that's sister you know what i mean like mm-hmm. and that's not fair but i could totally see what you're saying just from his energy and how he wasn't taking initial accountability about the situation 
and that's not fair. And I understand, like, he really wanted Thailand to, not even, he really wanted Amanda, seems like, to be the one to, like, call Thailand out because they are so close. But that can be hard. This ending scene, like, he was also just kind of, like, cold to her a bit, like, no kiss, like... Yeah. That little hug at the end where it's like, and he thought he ate wanna... when he was like, I just want you to hold that. That is so nigga. Like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was just like, yes. uh huh. Yeah, it was when he hugged her. He hugged her at the very end and was like, I just want you to hold your friends accountable. It's like, and are it was you like, hold yourself accountable, babes. Like, just a little bit because you know. It would have never got to where it was if you would have stayed at the other table. And I'ma keep putting it like that. That just 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 watching it. Like that's just what it looks like. Like it wasn't exactly. getting that crazy. And there already was three other dudes over there. So if you felt like they weren't holding it down enough, I mean I don't know what to say. Between you and them, not between right. you and Ty. I also was giving a little toxic um kind of felt like yeah like i said he was he wanted to pick sides and it was just giving like gaslighting slash like manipulative in that context because it was just like he just wanted her to be on his side so bad but didn't want to you know realize that he had he played a role in what went wrong because it's like first of all you shouldn't even have been in the cut in the beginning like that had that whole situation had nothing to do with you Exactly. And yeah, but I feel like we're also going to talk about this more in like the next episode because of when, you know, him, Amanda, and Ty and Jalen meet up. And I Absolutely. I can't wait to get into that, let me tell you. And then we'll also right. talk about Amanda and Tylan's conversation mm-hmm. in the next episode because they talk about it in episode two, but it really it really leads into episode three, like the bulk of the conversations episode three. So we'll save it for our episode three. Exactly. And yeah, I think that's our wrap. So yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Applause, applause. Thank you so much for listening to the sweet tea. Be sure to, you know, follow us on Spotify, the gram, like, comment, subscribe. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you want more of. And I hope that, you know, the Sweet Life cast, I hope y'all tap into this too. And you know what? Not too much on us. Because like we said in the first one, we are just the spectators. We are just watching. And this is our opinion from an audience point of view. We do not know these people. So thank you yet again for respecting that and being amazing. (laughs) 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 But yeah, thank you for listening. And we'll... See you guys in the next well not see you but you'll hear us in the next episode. Right.